Gucci with the Cosida Connections podcast. Today I'm joined by our producer Kyler Ludlow and the man behind the Twitter account from UMC, Zach Seidel. First off, guys, thanks for both being here. I'll let Kyler introduce himself since he was not on our last episode. So Kyler, give us a little background on you. Oh, yeah, I work at Eastern Michigan University with the men's basketball team, volleyball team, and tennis team. I have known uh, Katie Hewitt and Olivia Corio for a long time. That's how I got roped into this whole thing. But uh, from Palm Beach Atlantic down in South Florida to the University of Dayton for two years and now at EMU and uh, doing a couple of podcast productions in the past. And, and then I get called into relief duty here uh, to, to kind of co-host and bounce stuff off of you, Katie. And it's, I mean, I had a lot of fun and a lot of laughs doing the first one and it was uh, just editing. So hopefully as we keep going with this, it's just going to get better and better. Awesome. Thanks. Well, Zach, I'm going to start off with a pretty basic question. You've been at UMBC for a while. From what I've read, it's about 10 years, but not just as an employee, even as a student before that. Um, before we get into the rest of the interview, the, the most of it, Talk about your experience with UMBC and then tell us about your position there. Yeah, so my position with UMBC is that I never wanted to go here. Um, My parents were both alums. And so growing up, they were always talking about how much they loved it. And I was always like, I I don't want to go there. You know, I live 10 minutes away. And, you know, eventually in high school, one thing led to another. And I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. And, you know, I ended up here and I haven't left. It's been 10 years. Uh, yeah, 10 years and 10 years, two degrees and a lot of student loans later, we are, here we are. <laughs> awesome. Well, what's, what's your position title there? What's your official title? Uh, according to the government, it's coordinator, but, uh, according to the, uh, according to the, uh, that's an SID joke for you people. Uh, according to, um, my uh, my website, it's Director of Digital Media and um, Multimedia Communications. I probably mixed up the order. There's a slash in there somewhere. I, uh, my business card's way too long, so we got to <laughs> tighten that up a bit. But, yeah, so I pretty much am responsible for all of our broadcasts, um, for all of the sports that we do have that broadcast. I oversee social media and video for all 17 of our varsity sports. I am the SID for volleyball and softball. And I kind of just help out and do whatever else need be, whether it's statting games or for our ESPN3 basketball productions, I help crew them. I work in the truck doing replay or even producing if they need it. I, I've worked scoreboard here. I, I kind of can do a little bit of everything. I, I do graphic designs. I design our posters. I, I, I'm a man of many hats. I have a hat collection at my house too, which is <laughs> ironic. So we're good. Definitely the small school thing where you have to try on a lot of different hats and, and be an expert at a lot of different things. Yeah, you know, it's, it's uh, one thing I've noticed is, you know, at these, at these small schools, you know, it's just one of those things where you're not just doing one thing. You're doing multiple things and other duties as assigned is very critical to the contract that you signed to work there. Uh, and you you got to do what you got to do to help keep the program going and do your best work and you got to like what you do. Awesome. Well, one of the obvious things I can ask you um, with this being a young professionals podcast, something that really intrigued us over here is how risky everything might've been on Twitter um, during obviously the 16 versus one game where y'all beat Virginia. Um, You know, a lot of people, I think a lot of the SID boards on Facebook and stuff like that were really debating 
um, the strategy, which I don't really want to get into the nitty gritty of your actual strategy or what it seems like lack thereof, maybe. Um, but I, I guess when you're thinking about it, when you're going into it, was uh, do you have any worries about what your administration might think about how you're approaching it or, you know, how, how is that conversation? Well, first off, I got to find those boards because I went looking for input and I couldn't find any of them. But that's, like I always <laughs> like, like I always say, I'm not an SID. I mean, I like I I'm not an SID. I always joke. I'm like, I, I'm a video guy who does SID things. So I was like, I don't know where to look, man. No, but uh, I help out. And, uh, <laughs> you know, my, my whole strategy is uh, it's the same way I do it. And I know some people don't like it, but I've always been a fan of the of the accounts, you know, there's a lot of professional accounts that, that everybody likes. Um, the LA Kings kind of started it back when I was in school in 2011, 2012, uh, you know, having personality interacting with the fans. Um, Wendy's does it now. Moon pie, moon pie does it. I, I forgot about moon pies. So moon pie. If you're listening, <laughs> please don't at me. Uh, but you know, it, 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 these companies, Vegas Golden Knights, uh, the Atlanta Hawks, the Rockies, the Indians, those are the best accounts. And they're not afraid to to get a little risky with it. And I know that there, there's a big debate, especially among people in my social media field about how, how do you do it? Do you approach it from a PR standpoint where you just want to, you know, kind of, you know, be safe and which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that approach. Or do you want to have some fun with it? And my belief was, you know, as long as I do not attack Virginia, as long as I do not attack their players, as long as I'm poking fun at ourselves, you know, and describing the situation and even responding to the haters, I don't really criticize them. I think one guy I made fun of his beard and that was as far as I went. I mean, I'm not one to talk. I have a terrible beard. And it's one of those things where <laughs> it, you just can't get too crazy with it. You can't attack. And as long as you are safe, you can be risky and be safe is basically what I'm saying. You can, you can toe the line a bit. You know, and I tweeted out, I kept tweeting at Seth Davis. You know, some people wouldn't do that, but I, I, it was one of those things where I wasn't calling him an idiot. I was just saying, hey, this is the score. You already counted us out of the game. This is the score. This is the score. This is the score. I probably did it a little bit too much, but I got an article and a paycheck out of it. So it worked out for me. But it's one of those things <laughs> that was a joke. But, you know, uh, <laughs> It's, yeah, maybe in a preface. That. It was a joke, guys. It was a joke. It was a joke. It was a joke. <laughs> um, but it, it's one of those things where you just, you know, you can get risky with it. And I understand the people who don't like it. But I, I'm, I'm not an egotistical person, but I'm confident in my ability to not cross the line on Twitter. Maybe with my friends, I do. But I'm not talking with friends on Twitter. I'm talking with, uh, with the fans and people who never heard of us who now know who we are. How much did working with the people that you have for 10 years, basically, in your office kind of lead to that confidence to take over, you know, kind of um, having started as a student th student worker there to where you're at now? I mean, my boss, Steve Levy, has been here, you know, 30, 35 years, and uh, it's he's kind of always entrusted me. You know, he's known me since I was a terrified little high school guy wondering why why I was holding a camcorder here. And, you know, now I'm just a terrified 27 year old guy wondering why I'm holding a camera here. And, you know, he trusts me with it. And he knew that I, uh, for some reason, he trusts me to not, you know, to toe the line and, and have some fun with it. And he knew that I wouldn't go overboard. And it was just really a trust situation. And also, he was kind of busy with his thing doing book during the game. And 
I had the reins and I just kind of went for it. And after the game, we kind of, you know, in the moment, I didn't think anything of it. And then afterwards, I kind of realized, okay, something happened here. Very cool. Um, for, for people who are maybe newer in their career and stuff, what do you think you did while you're, while you've been at UMBC to, to build that trusting relationship with Steve and to get that level of respect where he knows he can give you the reins of something and not worry about, um, maybe stepping over bounds, but letting you be a little riskier. I, I think it was, it has to do with my ability to, to show that he could trust me in all facets of the department. I mean, since I've been here, I've offered to literally do anything. I've, I can, I said, I, let me score games. Let me do book. What do you need me to do? Do you need me to help with quotes? I mean, besides tweeting, my main job afterwards was to go into the locker room and monitor the media because they do open locker rooms at the NCAA. And Steve took, you know, Jarris and KJ and Joe, he took them to the podium. So after the game, I was still doing my SID job. And it's just, you, he, I just kept asking for stuff to do. And I know a lot of people want to get paid and that's a great thing. Um, money is fun. Money is good. Money pays back those student loans. <laughs> and it's one of, it, it, you just, sometimes you got to stay a little bit late. Sometimes you got to, you know, maybe stay here till 10 o'clock on a Wednesday night. Even if you're a student, you may not want to go or you might want to work a Saturday 9 a.m. game. I, I worked plenty of Saturday 9 a.m. things as a student. Was it fun? No. Was I really tired and regretted the stuff I did the night before? Yes. But I was still there and I just I just earned that trust over the years. So, Zach, one of the things we're going to try and add to this podcast is a little fan element. Um, so we posted on Twitter and Facebook on one of those Facebook groups you can't find. Um, to ask them if they had any questions for us to ask you. Um, one we got from Twitter from Kristen Pratt is, what was the thing that surprised you most about the reactions to your work? And did anyone, any certain particular fan engagement stand out to you? I think the thing that surprised me most was that there was so much reaction uh, to it. Uh I, I'm used to just doing it from our Twitter account. Maybe if we're lucky getting two or three people to play along with the banter and then my tweet deck crashed eight times and the guys beat Virginia. So it, it got a little crazy. Uh, my favorite engagement fan engagement was just more seeing people notice my name. Like I, I don't like the spotlight. Uh, I'm very uncomfortable around it. I like, I like being hidden. I have a face for nothing. And it's one of those things where you got to – I've had to step out of my shell a bit. And I think that's good. But seeing people jokingly saying my name and the social media guy like, Jairus Lyles is going to get drafted and maybe that same team will take Zach Seidel. It, it's been, it has been very surreal. It was funny. Uh, the companies sending me stuff has also been nice. If companies, if you're listening, I like free stuff. That is fun. Uh, I will take anything, literally anything you send me. I will take it. Uh, even if I don't have a need for it, I will, I will take it. Depends. Bring it on down. Yeah. Depends. Bring it on down. If you want me to sponsor depends, I'll do it. I just, uh, it's, it's, it's been surreal and it's just been weird seeing my name out there, but the fans knowing me and normally Twitter's an angry mob, but seeing people, nicely say stuff about me and being polite on Twitter was weird because if you go on Twitter, it's, it's kind of a messy place sometimes. I agree with that. And, um, free stuff is always good. I appreciate the hustle yeah. there, Zach. Um, 
I'm, I'm not sure if this is an inside joke question we're getting, or hopefully it's not just like a weird question. Um, but someone named Max Ehrman asked. That's one of my best friends. All right. Well, he would like to know what, <laughs> what your favorite part about buying a Tony Gwynn jersey at Petco Park is. Well, Max, uh, my favorite part was when you wouldn't pay for it, even though I was the guest. Uh, so that was 30 bucks. Um, so thanks, Max. See you next year, buddy. <laughs> well, hopefully Max is listening. Um, that's probably the, be- the best questions we got on Twitter. Um, but I'm going to ask you a couple of my own. So you're in the hot seat now. Um, I like to okay. do this with all of our student athletes when we do Player of the Week interviews. So my first question, if you were on a reality show, which one would it be? Oh, uh, you know, honest question. I don't watch much reality TV, uh, but I guess if I had to choose one, it would be The Voice, but not for me singing. I'd like to like do the audio on it. Just have some fun with that. All right. Not too bad. That's pretty cool. Um, What you said, I asked or talked to you about this before we started. And you said I wouldn't like your answer, so I have to ask: What would be, what is your go-to karaoke song? Oh, it's cliche, but don't stop believing. Can't hate or, that. Uh, Ooh, boring. <laughs> or, I mean, Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody, maybe. Oh, <laughs> uh, but 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 I will say this: is that Joe Sherbert on our team got famous afterwards for saying he only knew the first line to One Shining Moment. Oh, yeah, God. and he said that if they won. And we at our celebration tonight, he and Nolan Garrity both sang it for the crowd. They sang One Shining Moment for the crowd. And it was it was amazing. Do you have that on video? Yes, we actually do. It's I'm pretty sure it's on our Twitter account somewhere. I will have to retweet it. Perfect. <laughs> um, and then my last question. Do pineapples belong on pizza? Absolutely not. And <laughs> I was I was in a youth group and each chapter of the youth group had an official song and an official food. And one of my friends was in one where like the official food was like cheesesteak subs. And mine that I happened to be in was pineapple pizza. And I hated every minute of it. Every event, every event there was pineapple pizza. And I was like, can't we just order one without pineapple? And they're like, no, it's our thing. (laughs) And then if I hosted an event, I was like, I'm not ordering pineapple pizza. And everyone got mad and no one ate it. That was the thing. No one ate it. It just sat there. It was a waste of money. Why are we buying it? But it was a thing. And then I went hungry. And I mean, it was uh, whatever. It still hits me angry. I think they all you don't say to make you mad. I think it was Probably. like a group prank. <laughs> all right. Nothing gets me madder than pineapple on a pizza and someone saying a hot dog is a sandwich. Hot dog is not a sandwich. I will not hear otherwise. It is not a sandwich. And a Pop-Tart is not ravioli. We're just getting all of that out right now. <laughs> I hadn't even heard that last one. We're all enlightened. Yeah, that was the first time I'd heard you that have, one. You haven't heard that? As somebody People who... Were- no, I'm a I'm a Pop Tart connoisseur too. So <laughs> that's like the new thing. People saying Pop Tarts are ravioli, and people were actually tweeting that at us during the Virginia game. They're like, "Is Pop Tart ravioli?" Like as as we got bigger, you know, we're getting the hot dog, a sandwich, <laughs> we're getting the pineapple pizza, and I I got like a hundred a hundred people saying it's a Pop Tart ravioli, and I'm like, "No, no, it's not a ravioli." <laughs> Brilliant insight from Zach. Um, well, once again, Zach, I'd like to say thank you so much for joining us. This has been Katie Mucci and Kyler Ludlow and Zach Seidel. If you guys want to follow along with the podcast anymore, make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and give us five stars. 
Um, if you want to find us on Twitter, my Twitter handle is Katie Muji, which is K-A-T-I-E-M-U-C-C-I. Kyler, what's your handle? Uh, it's Broadcaster KLL, but it doesn't have any of the vowels in it, so it's shorter. Now that there's more characters on Twitter, I guess I could probably just be Broadcaster KLL like originally intended, uh, but I've never changed, so it's B-R-D-C-S-T-R-K-L-L. And what about you, Zach? How can we find you on Twitter? I'm a lot less difficult than Kyler because I listen to my fans, <laughs> so I am uh, Seidel, UMBC, S-E-I-D-E-L, and then UMBC, like the school that beat Virginia. <laughs> that, what a way to end it. Thank you guys so much again, and look for us on our next podcast.